A lot of jokes were made in the last episode, numbered 46, about Tony and I facing the dog water teams of Taco Court Fantasy Football League. We even did a draft selecting our waiver wire players to beat Josh's Eskimo brothers. During such blasphemy, I also stated that this had the feelings of a classic trap week. Someone send me a crystal ball and call me now for your free reading because it was an absolute bloodbath in week four in Taco Court Fantasy Football League podcast. Not even the podcast, just the fucking league. That's how bad it was. I am your host, Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Naderay530, and you can find our league at Taco Court Pod. And today I am joined by my good friend, Matt Graham, the manager of California Boner Jams 03, who you can find at Graham the Man 69. Nice. Matt, how the hell is it going? It's going good, man. How you doing, Sir Nate? Sir Naderay530? I was doing a lot better before Monday night and John Gruden, which we'll get into later on. Yeah, I had the whole house on tilt, me and the kids. So it was <laughs> it was a fun time. My kids hate John Gruden. So Josh Callis sent him a bunch of money in the mail to keep Darren Waller from scoring points for our other league. <laughs> I'm for certain of that. I needed 18 and 58 West King going into Monday night from Darren Waller down 21-0 quick. I'm like, okay, good. And just force the ball to the best player. Fuck it. You're already losing 21-0, right? Nope. I think. Yeah. Uh, we're saving that for later on. Anyways, uh, how's your um, how's your time been in Taco Court Fantasy Football League? You enjoying it? This is your first year. Things obviously in the record books aren't going your way right now, but how yeah. are you how are you enjoying the league so far? Uh, I'm liking the league, liking the trash talk, and liking the interaction. I enjoy it. The back and forth, the polls, the voting, the complaining from Tony about the Sacco. It's all good. <laughs> It's all fun. I feel like I'm at home. You know, I'm 0 4, but I'm putting points up every damn week. So it's got something's going to break my way eventually. You are. I was looking at this earlier, right? Because I was calculating all the total points for me and Tony's bet. And you're actually sitting in fifth place in total points. Just haven't got a W yet. You're running into the into everybody else that's scoring all the damn points. You, I think you're actually leading. Let's see. Yeah, you're leading the league in points against. So you have 559 points. That's good for fifth place. And you have 664 against you. And the only person that's close to you is Trey with 10 less. And then it drops down another 70 points. So you're averaging a good, I mean, over the average, you're getting 30 more points a week thrown at you. It's bound to turn around for you here. I hope it turns around for you. Uh, Just hope you keep putting up points and then things break your way. I can't face Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes every week, right? Like eventually <laughs> I'm gonna face somebody who's rolling Jameis Winston out there or yeah. or Jimmy Garoppolo. Like eventually I'm gonna face somebody who's got a shitty quarterback. So you you might want to work you might want to be worried about that whole Jameis Winston thing because I think the Eskimo brothers have him and uh that that didn't turn out so well this week. So <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Taysom Taysom fucking hill, team quarterback, huh? Yep, yep. Hey, it works. I don't know. I like it. I kind of like the team quarterback thing. You like team quarterback I, or you like the I do. I liked it. I thought it was hot shit smart at the beginning of the season when I drafted the Patriots QB. I was like, mm, maybe they'll have a little cam at the goal line, little Mac Jones. Nope, they cut yeah. fucking cam. So that, <laughs> that blew up in my face. But I like the uh, I like the strategery behind it. Yeah, it's definitely pretty fun, especially in those teams. Like, especially a year this like this year, right? You got a bunch of rookies and even last year, too. But Say you want to say you want a piece of Justin Fields and you believe in Justin Fields. You don't have to roster Justin Fields. You just roster the Bears quarterback. You you ride Andy Dalton through the through the wave, right? And then when Justin Fields comes in, you got him, and you don't have to spend fab on him when he's announced the starter and all this kind of stuff. I I dig it, okay. and I dig it for the COVID reasons too. So that and injury, you know, I don't know how I feel about that, but the COVID reasons made it a lot easier too. So one guy gets out, you got the quarterback. You don't have to pick up his backup, you know, or anything like that. So. 
cool let's move on to manager on managers so something we like doing here on talk core fantasy football league podcast and the reason why we kind of started the podcast was getting people to know each other on more of an intimate level or funny level whatever it may be but just know more about the people so matt we are both girl dads so my question for you is what is something you've recently been enjoying about fatherhood my favorite thing so far i think is is that my humor starting to leak into the three-year-old yeah. like she's getting my sense of humor like bad dad jokes and like like poop humor and like yeah. <laughs> it's great it's the best my wife hates it that's fine uh my 11 year old my stepdaughter she already kind of like has my she loves dad jokes just as much as i do so like my wife's i already i indoctrinated her years ago but now my three-year-old is like starting to tell bad jokes but they're funny because she's a three-year-old telling bad jokes and she <laughs> she doesn't stop like even around strangers we'll be in an elevator or somewhere and she'll be like she'll just look at some random person and go what did one chicken say to the other chicken and the person's like what she goes poop butt it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and i'm laughing it's like oh my god that kid is special and i'm like yeah she is special you son of a bitch she's brilliant um but no i just i just love it that's my favorite thing by far is that she got my trash humor but it makes me laugh so that's all that matters yeah for me it's my girls like you know i, I didn't spend the summer with them they were gone and then they just moved here recently on Labor Day weekend. So getting back into just the rhythm of things and everything like that, but it's them picking up the things that I say in the way that I talk. It's the same kind of thing. Miley, she's four now, just turned four. And she she says dude a lot, right? So she'd be like, dude, can you come wipe my butt? You know, or whatever like that. Or think just anything with the word dude, like stop eating my food, dude. Anything that she says and the way that she says it, cause she's so damn tiny and like she's super skinny compared to Layla. Layla's like a fucking tank. So that kind of stuff. And then Layla says bruh a lot. So she'll be coming up to me and like, you know, when it's when it's necessary, when we're playing around, she calls me bruh. You know, when it's necessary, she calls me dad or whatever like that, you know, but but a lot of times when we're messing around or something like that, it's like bruh, bruh, or like, come on, bruh, or let's slap some bangers, bruh. Let's do this, bruh. And something like, it's just fun. Just their vocabulary, how it expands and the little things they pick up and stuff they think is cool. So that's something that I'm enjoying. You got one for me? I do. Are you a fan? It's a two-part question. And so the second part, obviously, is dependent on the first part. Are you a fan of casinos? I am a fan of casinos. Ooh, thank God for that. Okay, what is your favorite table game to play at a casino and why? Ooh, table game is three-card poker. Like, no doubt, it's three-card three poker. You just got to beat the dealer with the, your three cards, right? They have to get a certain hand above it. But the multipliers are freaking heavy. So if you go and you're playing, you know, if you can get a cheap table, like a $5 table or something like that, then you have the ante, then you have the bonus, right? You get a pair. You're cashing out on the bonus, like two to one. You get a straight. It's like five to one or 10 to one or whatever, right? And then you go flush and it's like 20 to one. And you're like, oh, I just put five bucks down on it or something like that. And you, you just keep rolling with it, right? I've, I've never really had a bad time playing three card poker. I get that anxiety once I start to get up, you know, a couple hundred bucks or something like that. And then I'm like, I just got to go before I lose this thing and go throw it in the slot and sit there for a couple hours or something like that. So there you go. There you go. So, how about you? What's your favorite? Uh, depends on what I'm trying to do. So my favorite thing to do, especially when I go to Vegas, is like, I like to set aside, all right, I'm going to Vegas. I haven't been in a while, but I have $300 to gamble this weekend. That's how much money I've decided that I'm willing to lose before it's a problem. I like to walk into whatever hotel I'm at Pending, and I just like going to the uh, roulette table, three hundred on black. Just put it right when I walk in, <laughs> put it all down, and like if I lose it, I lose it. I'm done gambling. It's gonna suck for a little bit. I'll just have to go figure out what I'm gonna do if my friends are gambling. But if I win, we just got bottle service, and I still have that three hundred dollars to gamble somewhere. Like <laughs> so, I I like doing that, or I like playing like if I'm at a shitty like hotel or like a cheap place, I like playing five dollar blackjack and just 
messing with the people who are trying to take five dollar blackjack seriously <laughs> like i get aces and i split them and this guy's like what are you doing I'm like, bro this is five dollar blackjack we are here to get drunk and tip the bartender yeah like, what are, if you want to go play a real blackjack go to go to caesar's and go play at a 20 30 dollar table like i'm here to enjoy myself i'm gonna split aces you son of a bitch so, oh, yeah. it just depends on what kind of what kind of mood i'm in and then you take their two tens that would have made them bust and then they shut the fuck up so suck it i just doubled up yeah saved you oh you just got a seven to hit 21 you're welcome you. yeah yep, uh, yep, stop yep, trying yep. to hit on my fun <laughs> that's funny What's your uh, what's your favorite hotel or your favorite part of place in Vegas to go My to? My favorite place in Vegas. I love Planet Hollywood. I yeah. love the gambling environment. Uh, I like the clubs that are there. Um, it's been like I said, it's been eight years since I've been there. Yeah. No, that's not true. Me and my wife went to Vegas and got blackout drunk. That was we both got blackout drunk in the middle of the strip, and we were staying at like a, a resort off off strip. <laughs> I don't like we woke up in our hotel room and I was like, and I checked my bank account and the taxi ride was seventy five dollars. I was like, <laughs> damn it that's what you get that's what yeah. you get <laughs> yeah at least you got back to the damn bed man we like, did you know we well, in some other yeah. part of vegas you know with missing a liver or something yeah you're like yeah. you're like waking up in front of uh let's see what is it uh what's that damn uh camelot one or whatever like that oh. i don't know what it's called <laughs> right? um <laughs> oh, that's uh, why can't i think of its name right now that's killing me yeah oh fuck it's what? the worst yeah it's the it, worst it's it's technically part of the strip but it's like you yeah. just go through that to get to luxor you're not really trying yeah to there. and then going to luxor it's like you gotta you gotta get dressed for the luxor you gotta wear like your pajamas and then you gotta wear like a dirty beater or something like that and walk around or like a holy white shirt with like stains in it or something like that that's, that's what you gotta wear in the luxor we'll do some updates and recaps of week four here in talk War fantasy football league Stayed on our survivor pool, so as stated before, only two teams remained in the survivor pool. That was the Milford Academy, owned by Terrence, and the Vinegar Strokes, owned by yours truly. Thursday night was not looking so hot as Urban Meyer returned to Ohio, which everybody knows Urban Meyer returned to Ohio as of now, this recording, which is a Tuesday night, right before waivers clear. But we came out victorious because I selected the Bengals that week. Had a little bit of a sweat going on. Kick a field goal to win the game. Boom, I'm safe. I've survived. Kind of glad you get one of those teams off your belt, right? Looking forward to the weekend. See who Terrence picked. Terrence ends up selecting the Saints to beat the New York football giants. And I hope he learned his lesson for the rest of eternity when it comes to betting against the GOAT himself, Danny Dimes. The G-Man took down the crab leg gumbos. And once again, for the first time ever, I am happy to receive the title of Taco Court Fantasy Football League Survivor Champion. Are you blessed to be in my presence right now, Matt? Yeah, I uh, I got way too cute in week one. I was just like, I'm going to bet against the Bengals. Buy all the <laughs> offseason hype. Pick the Vikings. They lose in overtime. I'm like, shit. Tony talks so much shit going to week one. He's like, I already picked all 17 weeks. They're all winners. You shouldn't even try. His team loses. <laughs> the Jags lose to the Texans. Oh, oh man. So are we going to start the survivor pool up again in week five? And like, do we just do a new pool? We could. We could. There's a, lot um, of, there's a lot of football left. Yeah, I'd want to come up with something, though, to eliminate certain teams, like one from every division that ended up winning or something like that, right, that someone didn't pick. That way, we start out with five missing teams or something like that. Like, nobody can pick these five teams, right? What if you take out the eight division leaders? Yeah, that could be Right good. off the top. Like, get rid of the Chargers, get rid of the Cowboys, get rid of the Ravens, I think. Get, just get rid of all yeah. of the division or Browns. Get rid of all the teams that are leading their divisions. So we have to pick from the dredges. I have to see, see how that will work out with how many of them would be left throughout the rest of the season. It's true. That's good. Right? That's and, like, how many of them they play each other or something like that. I'll run it. I'll see. I'll get somebody on it. I'll, I'll task Nick. I mean, he's, like, my boss at work. So I'll task Nick um, to 
to get that done or whatever like that so maybe he can delegate that down back to me and then i'll just do it so (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get back into the week four recap we'll go down this list we're gonna save you you were the first team on the list but we're gonna save you for later on in matchup number one we had the milford academy traveling to password is taco milford academy got 35 out of the cowboys quarterback nick chubb 13 chris carson four stefan diggs 20 mike evans 14 Devontae parker 17 dallas goddard 16 juju with three and jamar chase with 13 while password is taco got 11 out of the bucks quarterback going back to new england for the first time getting a victory setting a record crying at the end of his post game conference and stuff like that trying to act like you know a really good guy i think brady's the dick out of the entire situation and i think he's trying to highlight that's full narcissism narcissism what he just did in his post game uh presser so zeke elliott with 22 deandre swift eight dk metcalf 16 odell six we got cole beasley with three george kittle eight melvin gordon with eight and chubba hubbard with nine and as you can probably imagine milford academy takes this one down 138 to 93 moving them to three and one and dropping password is taco to two and two how do you feel about these teams going forward i really like milford academy i like terrence is my guy that's you know i've he's my only guy out here in california with me um i like his roster it's just steady it's consistent like if one guy drops he always has one other person on his team to pick up a slot and score a bunch of points so yeah. he always he just gets it done week after week and like yeah. goddard had two touchdowns called back i don't know what I'm talking about. it could have been a lot higher is all I'm yeah his his team is solid he sent a tweet out basically adding me or whatever like that or the taco corp account the league account basically saying something about how he heard about the lock of the week was password is Paco out of the out of me uh, this week. So he handled his business and stuff like that. He even went over to the Facebook group and put it into there too. Like he's he's on one right now. So hopefully uh, we can bring him back down to earth. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Matchup number two, we had the Pocket Dogs traveling to too hot to handle. Pocket Dogs get 31 out of the Bills quarterback. Josh Jacobs with 10. Michael Carter, 10. Devonta Adams, 12. Keenan Allen, 10. Jalen Rieger, 3. Mark Andrews, 11. Michael Pittman Jr. with 11. And Rondell Moore with 6. While Too Hot to Handle just keeps stacking up points. Cardinals quarterback, 27. Antonio Gibson, 15. David Montgomery, before his knee went bazook, 24. Cooper Cup, 11. Debo Samuel, 39. That's your dude over there in 58 West King. You just fleeced in a trade. Nick Westbrook with six. Travis Kelsey with six. James Conner with 20. And AJ Green with 18. Too hot to handle. Takes this one easily. 170 to 108. Moving them to three and one. Atop the leaderboard in Talk Four Fantasy Football League. While the Pocket Dogs dropped to two and two. Any thoughts on these guys here? Yeah, if you would have called Pocket Dogs, like saying, hey, at the end of Sunday, Two out to handles only going to have six points from Travis Kelsey and less than 12 from Cooper Cut. He's like, oh, man, I'm going to win this week. Yeah. Nope. No sh- <laughs> Shout out to AJ Green, who apparently still knows how to play football, scores, drops 18 points. Connor has a great day. For, oh, man. I, James Connor scoring two touchdowns for the Cardinals <laughs> is like just, that's so frustrating. But yeah. we'll see. Dave Montgomery's going to be hurt, so too hot to handle. Might slow down a little bit next week. You never know. Travis Kelsey might turn back up and score for uh, we just need that team to get a Kyler Murray, like, massive injury, right? And then James Conner's done. A.J. Green's done. You know, like, all right, we're all back in business right now. <laughs> now we just need something on Terrence to happen, which is, like, every stadium to get nuked, and we just don't have fantasy football because that's the only way he's not scoring points the rest of the season. Matchup number three, we had I Shave My Balls for this, traveling to three penis wine. I Shave My Balls for this. He has the Rams quarterback giving him 23, Jonathan Taylor 23, Miles Sanders 7, Tyreek Hill 50. Holy shit. 
Amari Cooper, 15. Christian Kirk, one and a half. Logan Thomas, zero. Miles Gaskin, 13. And Smokey Brown for 13. While three penis one, the only undefeated team coming into week four of this league this year. You have the Seahawks quarterback for 26. Joe Mixon, 13. Naheem Hines for one. Justin Jefferson, 20. Deontay Johnson, 25. Brandon Cooks, nine. Robbie Tanyan, three. Dalvin Cook, six. And Darrell Henderson for 16. I shave my balls for this. Wins this matchup. 141 to 122, moving them to two and two on the season, while Nick drops to second place in the league at three and one. Commentary. Yeah, just on behalf of the Philadelphia Eagles, I would like to congratulate. I shave my balls for this, for allowing Tyreek Hill to score 50 fucking points and win him his matchup. Because if <laughs> like if Tyreek gets just projections, he loses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but luckily for him, he was playing the Philadelphia Eagles, who. Who couldn't stop a leak in a pipe, let alone Tyree Kill from scoring touchdowns? So, not even what's that? What's that shit? Fl- not even with Flex, flex seal. seal. Nope. Like <laughs> they were trying to spray Flex Seal on Tyree Kill's feet while they were tackling him. Couldn't get anything done. They were trying to slap it like Tyree Kill was a leaky boat made out of plexiglass. Nope. Didn't get the job done. <laughs> fucking Eagles scored on every, and I did this in the 50th was King recap, but they scored on every fucking possession the Eagles did. If you would have told me as an Eagles fan, hey, you guys are going to score on every possession against the Chiefs. I'm like, all right, let's go. 42 to 30. <laughs> Matchup number four, the one everybody really wants to hear about this week is Tony Patriot traveling to the Eskimo Brothers. Oh, and three Eskimo Brothers. Tony Patriot. Let's up a reasonable. All right, Ravens quarterback 24, Austin Eckler 31, Trey Sermon 8, DeAndre Hopkins 10, Terry McLaurin 32, DJ Chark 0 as he got hurt in the first quarter of that game. We all had this little parlay with DJ Chark over receiving yards and it was dead at the beginning of it. So uh, it wouldn't have hit anyways, but it was it was good. DJ Hawkinson 12, Tyler Lockett 17 and Jacoby Myers for 14 while the Eskimo brothers comes in and says, uh, Packers quarterback 28, Derrick Henry 27, Leonard Fournette 16, Calvin Ridley 15, Allen Robinson 9, Emmanuel Sanders 13, Jared Cook with 19 on Monday Night Football, taking it all from Mike Williams, Mike Gusecki 16, it was his birthday weekend as well, Zach Ertz for 12 points, the Eskimo brothers get their first win of the season, 157 to 139 over Tony Patriot, moving them to 1-3 and three, and dropping Tony Patriot to 2-2, two and two. this might be the most embarrassing loss of anybody in the season what are your thoughts here matt two tragedies happened this weekend tony patriot lost and tony picking himself made tony wrong and tony <laughs> is never wrong you don't put baby in a corner not with that hair but here we are <laughs> bring him back down to earth it was so good man like you just see it all happening and you realize like josh really doesn't have that bad of a team like his team isn't the worst team in this league by far and he was just getting smoked and not putting up points. And then it just all came together in one week. Definitely, a, you know, maybe there was some karma that we did the draft to um, see a waiver wire team that could beat Josh's team this week, right? That might have been planned. I don't know. Everything's, you know, cryptic around here. Like, hey, let's have some fun. No, we need to get you a loss, Tony. So uh, bring you back down to earth. Drink every time I say bring you back down to earth. Matchup number five. This is you here, Matt. Yeah, Copless Lives Matter coming into your house. As mentioned before, Cops Lives Matter has the Chiefs quarterback for 42 points, Alvin Kamara 14, James Robinson 20, DJ Moore 33, Cortland Sutton 7, Jalen Waddle 11, Kyle Pitts 9. Oh, he actually caught some passes this week. Corey Davis 25 points and Devin Singletary with 9. Well, 
you had valiant efforts out of the Eagles quarterback for 34, Najee Harris 21, Kareem Hunt 16, Bob Woods 14, Chris Godwin for eight and a half, Devontae Parker 21, Tyler Higby 7, Aaron Jones 10, and Marvin Jones for five. Cop Size Matter takes this one down 168 to 140, moving them to three and one and dropping you down to 0 and four. Any thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, Devontae Smith, the Eagles small wide receiver, scored 21.2 points. Devontae Parker. Sorry, no. Devontae Smith. <laughs> um, yeah, I was watching. So when James Robinson put up 20 fucking points on Thursday night, I was like, I'm going to lose this week. I don't even know. I don't need to know what's going to happen. James Robinson just put up a 20 burger. Chark got hurt. Uh, LaVisca Chenault got banged up a little bit, and Marvin Jones still only put up 5.4 points. He's like, yep, it's not going to be good for me. So. And it wasn't. I scored 140-plus points. Again, I lost. Woo! Fantasy football's fun. You did send me a trade prior to this week starting, mm-hmm. and right now I'm kind of hoping I might have taken it. So Because you sent me a trade with Bob uh, Woods Kareem Hunt. and Kareem Hunt for Mike Davis and who was the other one? C.D. Oh, Lamb. C.D. Lamb. Yeah, it's probably why you turned it down. It was the CD Lamb thing. I'm just too high on him, and I can't part ways with it. I would really like to have a better running back right now than Mike Davis, but um, he's giving me 10 points a week. But anyways, I declined it, and I would have won this week and would have moved to 3-1 and and would have talked all the smack and all this kind of stuff. But whatever. That's for another podcast. Not really. That's where it's going to end. Anyways, the premier matchup of the week. We had the Vinegar Strokes traveling to the Murder Boners. The Vinegar Strokes got the Chargers quarterback for 27. Mike Davis, 10. Cordero Patterson for 35. CeeDee Lamb, 3. Bobby Anderson, 9. Tyler Boyd, 22. Darren Waller with 15 points. Mike Davis with 2. Tim Patrick with 6.9. Nice. While the Murder Boners came in with the Vikings quarterback getting 12. Saquon Barkley, 31. CEH, 21. Adam Thielen, 7. Hunter Renfro on Monday night. Fuck that, dude get into that later 16 Kendrick Bourne 10 Noah Fant 16 Brandon Ayuk for two and Chase Edmonds for 19 points the murder boners get their first victory of the year 139 to 133 dropping me to two and two moving them to one and three <sighs> Matt how about that Cordero Patterson ever since I talked shit pre-week one uh dude's like the best <laughs> football player in the league right now <laughs> anybody wants cordero patterson you can trade me for him right now so it doesn't it's not even gonna cost you a ton so uh but it might i don't know we'll see what you got on your roster it cost you a ton. yeah it's the only person arthur smith knows how to coach yeah <laughs> no shit <laughs> yep 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 you want to cover lock of the week this week matt you want to cover lock of the week for us Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Lock of the week. You might have a little bit um, to say about this one. You remember who we picked? You picked Terrence to lose. Yep. And Tony picked himself to win. Yep. Yeah. Neither of those things happened. (laughs) So, yeah, neither of those. You were both wrong. One in favor. And I'm I'm happy with it. Terrence, my guy, got a win. And Tony. Bet on himself and lost. And I love Tony. That's my, you know, it's my co-host, my co-creator, 58 West King. Honestly, he's my oldest friend. I'm hit between him and Callis. I've known them the longest. I've actually known Tony the longest. I used his credit card to put a deposit on my high school tux for prom. Because he was <laughs> supposed to go to the same prom with me, even though he wasn't. That's a whole different thing. Anyway, so we go back. We go way back. Um, but I'm glad that he lost his words turned to ash and said smell. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely fun. He even had to do an apology podcast on uh, Champions Dynasty League podcast this week as well for talking smack about the other Matt, Matt Kendall, who's in that league as well. So 
eventually, I mean, you can't go undefeated, you know, when you're picking winners all the time. You can't go undefeated. You got to lose one. But if you're going to lose one, you want your buddy to lose one with you, too. So that way he can't come on and talk about how great he is at lock of the week or something like that. And plus, you can't pick yourself to beat one of the worst teams in the league. Like, that's just going to it's going to happen. It's football. You know, it's it's just going to happen. So, yeah, the fantasy football gods were not going to stand for that. Yeah. We're not going to allow that to happen. Anyways, we moved to three and one on the season locks of the week. We'll see what we got here coming up later on in the week and see if we can get back on the winning end of that. Uh, back in episode 40, Tony and I did the snake draft that gave each other six managers in the league and our drafted team's total points output for this year's fantasy regular season determines the winner between us. We still don't have a bet for that. We're still figuring out what we are going to wager or what, what the punishment's going to be. Uh, we have a little voting thing going on within the league itself, but once we get that, we'll update everybody on what that punishment is. Anyway, Tony had the following team. He picked me, the Vinegar Strokes. I shaved my balls with this too hot to handle Tony Patriot himself, Three Penis Wine, and the Eskimo Brothers, while I have Passport is Taco, Milford Academy, Pocket Dogs, Murder Boners, Cops Lives Matter, and the California Boner Jams. Tony came into week four with a 89-point lead. Coming out of week four with the scores that we talked about earlier, Tony has extended his lead by 76 points, moving up 165 points ahead of me on the season-long bet for total points out of everybody within the league. I feel really good about it. He's got some bangers. Brandon's really carrying him. If you didn't have Brandon, it would be over, but he has Brandon, so we can't go back on what we got there. Anyways, let's take a break to hear from our sponsors. Joshua, what are you doing in here? Is that a nuclear bomb? Where did you learn how to make this? I found out how on the internet. Ha! I'm finally going to show that bitch teacher Mrs. Henderson a thing or two about physics. The internet may appear like it's full of information, but most of it's the wrong kind of information. Like how to pick locks, steal calls from payphones, and suffocate classmates. Keep off the internet. This message brought to you by Citizens United Negating Technology for Life and People's Safety. And we are back. Next segment, we are not going to do news and notes this week. We're going to add in some other stuff since we have a guest on today. We are going to jump right into rants and raves. I am going to go first because I am feeling this one right now. Go to hell, John Gruden. Imagine living in the year 2021, being down 21 to 0 on Monday night football and telling the world, we're going to get back into this fucking game by running it up the gut for four yards a pop. That's you, John Gruden. Imagine having the best pass catcher in Darren Waller staying in on the line to chip Joey Bosa and then release to the flats the entire damn night. Imagine continuing to throw three-yard dig routes to Hunter fucking Renfro and hoping he gets yards after the catch and 65-yard bombs to Henry Ruggs when your quarterback is overthrowing him by 10 yards also. The fastest dude on the field and your quarterback's overthrowing fucking 65-yard bombs and it's not working when you have Darren Waller on your team. He's the best offensive player on the entire team and you don't force feed him the ball. You have him running up the sideline into the flats or doing curls in the middle of all the traffic that you decide to reach that you designed to be around the linebackers. Spread the guy out, get him up the scene between the linebackers and the safeties and have Derek Hart throw it to him every single damn play. You remember that night when Darren Waller had 17 targets in the first half, John Gruden? Who won that game? Why did you win that game? Yeah, eat shit, John Gruden. I am done. Do you have a rant or a rave? Matthias. I like that, Matthias. Yes, Matthias is good. Matthias Brown bottom. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have one, and it's tough because I'm not a guy who wants people to lose their jobs. I think people should, whatever your job is, you should keep your job because too many people 
or have made too much money doing dumb shit. Like if you have a job, you should hold on to it. However, I am here on we're recording this on Tuesday calling. Why is Urban Meyer still have a job as an NFL head coach? Why? But we can look at this from a number of different angles. Number one, he's 0-4. Or yes, 0-4. They haven't won a football game. They they lost a close game again. They stink on the field. He can't figure out how to put a winning game plan together. He's just terrible. He And you can tell he wants to be in college. There's already rumors about him trying to take a USC job before the first week even starts. Like, that's not what you want. He's making $12 million this year. On top of that, it's not even like he's building a good team or building a good environment like Dan Campbell is. He doesn't even fly home with the team on, on Thursday. No, no, no. He stays behind in his home state of Ohio where he feels loved and cherished and goes to a bar where a picture of him and his wife are up on the wall. In a part of that bar, there's a picture of him holding his wife. On the other side of the bar, there's some young blonde woman grinding up on him. And I'm not, you know, whatever, to each their own, do what you're going to do. But, like, you got to understand how high profile you are and that there are going to be cameras on you everywhere you go. Like, you're not smart enough. You make $12 million a year. You're not smart enough to figure that shit out. It's just insane. Fire the guy. Like, cut bait. You have so many reasons. I don't know why you're holding on to him from the Tebow thing, his questionable hiring of coaches. I just sometimes the dominoes are stacked too high in your favor. So many people have gotten fired for so much less. This dude's making twelve million dollars, and like even this press conference. Did you see his press conference? I haven't. Imagine this is a very serious press conference. You know, he's addressing the situation, and this is how he does it. You can, for people who are listening, they won't understand, but this is how he does it. Yeah, gotta be better. Sorry, that just sucks. He looked down the whole time and he made eye contact with one person. Didn't own up to it. Get rid of this. Amen. Fuck Urban Meyer. I used to want him to be the head coach of Notre Dame back when he was about to leave Florida, right? And I was like, he he was a Notre Dame assistant coach before. And I was like, yes, bring Urban Meyer here. Now I'm so glad he's not there. People give Brian Kelly a bunch of shit, but the dude's the all-time winningest coach at Notre Dame. He's the longest tenured coach in fucking 40 years or 50 years or whatever it is. They're just, they're a top 10 team, but they don't win championships. Who gives a fuck? There's 130, 40 teams in college football, right? That's a lot tougher than the NFL. But I did see the statement from the owner, Shad Khan, right? From the Jaguars. I don't know if you saw this today. He said, I addressed this matter with Urban. Specifics of our conversation will be held in confidence. What I will say is his conduct last weekend was inexcusable. I appreciate Urban's remorse, which I believe is sincere. Now, he must regain our trust and respect. He must regain your trust and respect. You're a multi-billion dollar franchise, and the head coach leading it needs to earn your trust and respect. That will require a personal commitment from Urban to everyone who supports, represents, or plays for our team. I am confident that he will deliver. This dude... I don't know what he had. Maybe he's part of that in the Illuminati circle, which we're going to bleep that out because I, I don't you. want to die. Um, yeah, I have no, even given our next segment, I have no thoughts of hurting myself or anything like that. I love it. I love life and I'm happy. Um, I'm sure you are too, Matt. But uh, Very happy. Yeah. Fuck that dude, man. So, I'm, I'm going to get to it later on in Banger of the Week as well. So, Also, it's just, 
perfect example of like in my in like a greater problem with what's wrong with almost every person in America, and it's their inability to admit when they're wrong. You were wrong about Urban Meyer. Admit that you were wrong. Move on. We'll have more respect for you than saying that he's gonna have to earn our respect back. He didn't have it to begin with. Just because Tim Tebow jersey sales were the highest of any jersey for like two weeks before he got cut, before there it actually was on camera of him trying to block a defensive end. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's laughable, man. It is laughable that he's still employed. So, but yeah. What do I know? I'm just Fuck a that, lowly a dude staying in a Hampton Inn, not a my own super mega condo. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, since we have Matt here, is, this would not be a Taco Corp podcast with two humans in it if we did not do a draft. We are drafters. We are fantasy players. We love drafting. Everybody loves drafting. Hell, we even mock draft, even though we know it doesn't mean anything. And all the people at the other end are going to quit after about two rounds. They just want to see if they can get Alvin Kamara you know, at pick eight or something like that. But we all love a good draft. And seeing as this was trap week and we both share interests within some of our tunes that we listen to, we're going to do a top five emo bands draft here with you, Matt. How do you feel about doing top five emo bands? I couldn't be happier. I'm worried that I'm going to get it wrong. And the person who's going to tell me that I got it wrong is Mr. Terrence Dunn. He is the epitome of like, music just the dude goes to more concerts and shows than anybody yeah. he, he is so uh, i can't say enough nice things about terrence and his music knowledge so i know i'm gonna get it wrong please take it easy on me terrence these are personal favorites i'm not trying to draft a winning emo show i'm drafting the ones that mean the most to me yeah this is definitely bands that we like the most our top five that we like to listen to not necessarily the top five of all time oh my god you didn't pick bruce springsteen as best american singer you know Anyways, all you have to do is pick Alkaline Trio, and then you're going to win this thing. So, uh. <laughs> I know. I got invited to go to a show with Terrence to go see Alkaline Trio on Friday, but I can't make it. Oh. He, uh, <laughs> dude, I like looking at his, like, Instagram and stuff like that. Like, his Instagram and, like, Did you see him at Riot Fest? Yeah, Bro. that was fucking sick, dude. Fucking, like, it was raining and shit, and he's in the pit? Like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah that looked <sighs> awesome, man. And I was like, I just, like, live my life through Terrence's Instagram yeah. stories, right? And, like, ah. Between concerts and Dodger, oh man, that dude is yeah. Concerts, Dodger games. He goes like, I feel like I don't know exactly where he lives in like the LA area, but I know he's like ten minutes away from Dodger Stadium or something mm-hmm. like that, right? So he's got to be in like the heart of like really good shit to do because he's always at some theater that looks really old, classic like, and everything like that. Going to see like vintage films that are re-airing and stuff like that. It's it's awesome. Like I I don't know, man. Like, I just I want to be Terrence Dunn. I mean, I want to look like me. But I want to be Terrence Dunn, and that—that's what it is. So, um, yeah. Anyways, top five email drafts. We did not select an order prior to this. I'm going to write a number on a piece of paper right now. It's going to be one through ten, and if you are within three of it, you get the first. You get to pick if you want to pick first or second. I just wrote it down. Six. And the number is seven. Woo! I want to go second. That is the choice to do. I've—I've I've learned that over the last couple drafts that I enjoy going second. All right, let me pull up my list here. I have a list of 10 bands, since you may pick five of them, but I doubt you are, because I probably don't even know some of the bands that you're going to pick. Anyways, I'm going to go with my number one emo band of all time. I listen to this shit, like, probably every day I listen to at least one of their songs. It comes across my Spotify. My number one pick is The Used. Now you, you get two in a row. You're one one, and you're two dot one. So, my favorite band, I don't think you're in So I don't have to take it. I'm going to take two that I think are more commercially popular 
and yep. also fucking slap. I'm going Taking Back Sunday and thrice. We've had a thing about Taking Back Sunday prior, you and me. And and Tony, we had part in a group text where I was like against Taking Back Sunday. And I was talking shit about Taking Back Sunday, this is this. One day, this is probably like two months ago, maybe. It was, it was right after July 4th weekend sometime. And I'm going through and I just go like, my emo station on my pan, my uh my spotify and then the first thing that comes up is taking back sunday and i'm like yo this song slaps and i'm like oh this is taking back sunday click on the band boom this is taking back sunday is now one of my featured playlists on spotify and i can't get enough of them you definitely took two of them right there for me taking back sunday and thrice this is more uh of my take here and what i like to listen to my number two is going to be Hawthorne Heights. I'm a big Hawthorne Heights guy. And then, oh man, this one I want to take from you, but I don't know if you're going to take another one that I really want. I'm going to take brand new. I figured. I, I knew I was taking a risk. I know that, that you are a brand new guy, and I really like brand new, so I want them on my team. It was my 101, but I was going to. I was taking a risk, hoping I could get it back. Mm-hmm. That one hurts, I'm not going to lie, because they are... I've seen them live 20 times, maybe more, honestly. Yeah. Like w- when I was in college, like they would come and they would play like in Hollywood. They would play in like Pomona and they'd play in San Diego. And I'd see all three shows. Three nights in a row, I'd go to all three shows. Because they were like 10 bucks a pop. Like <laughs> they weren't big yeah. enough for the concert tickets were expensive. So I was like, fuck it, let's go. Met the lead singer at the Roxy before a show. And I got there super early and it was at the bar before they closed it to reopen it. And, he bought me a beer. Good dude. Well, not, I don't know. He's got some problems, but he was <laughs> nice to me. He bought me a beer. So, damn, that hurts. All right. So, you t- you went to Hawthorne Heights and brand new? I did. Um, all right. Uh, I got to tell you a funny Hawthorne Heights tidbit at the end of this, which is going to play up to your banger of the week. But it's between me and you only. And I can't say anything more. Okay. Uh, next for me, this is a joke. It's a quote from 40 old virgin you want to know how i know i'm gay i listen to coldplay let's go <laughs> take <a> coldplay. <laughs> next one. i love coldplay man their new stuff is a little ridiculous like it's a little much for me but their old stuff parachute yeah. yellow spies science whoo yeah she'll get you get you where you don't need to be so i'll take coldplay <laughs> <from there. laughs> And then next, I'm taking one that I think might be on your list. So I want to steal it, and I'm taking My Chemical Romance. God damn, dude. That's Woo! my next one, too. That was the one I was saying. I don't know if I want to take Brand New or this one. Oh, dude, that sucks. I really wanted to have My Chemical Romance. I was just listening to them while putting my kids to bed. I had it in my earphones, and I'm just sitting there, I'm not okay. <laughs> and my kids are like, and I'm kind of humming it by myself, right? And like singing it. Like Lily and Le- my daughter Layla's like, are you okay? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a song. It's a song. Sorry, you can't hear it. <laughs> She's like, I was worried, man. You're just like singing. I'm not okay by yourself. <laughs> are, are those like the like two? I think those are probably the two most like iconic like verses of any emo song. And it's I'm not okay. Or yeah, yeah. it's four o'clock in the fucking morning. Like it's yeah. those two, right? <laughs> yeah. Probably a lot more. But those are the two that first come to mind. When I think. Yeah, those those are solid. Oh, I'm so mad. I don't know if I need to pander to Terrence here uh, or not. To, I need to get a vote because uh, I'm not. I'm not going to take Alkaline Trio. Uh, they're not even on my list of bands that I like. Had ten. 
So um, I just never really got in. I never really listened to him enough to really get hardcore into him. So, <sighs> but I know he likes the next one too. So, uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. damn it. All right. So my next one is going to be Amberlin. I don't know if you know Amberlin. So that's going to be in my next one. Um, I'm writing down. So if you just heard clicks, that's my little pen here. So I'm taking them. I'm going to just, uh, This is hard, man. We should have done like top 20 emo bands, <laughs> but I don't know if it'll fit in a Facebook poll. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> uh, okay, I, th I think I'm going, I'm going to go Bayside. So Bayside so, is going to be my last one there. And then you have one more pick there. You, Matt. <sighs> okay. Yeah, this is tough because I still have a lot that I love. So mm -hmm. we can just talk about those. They don't have to be included in our top five. Um, I'm, this band is it's more indie than emo mm -hmm. it's not as much emo as it is indie a little bit older as a band uh, I'm going Modest Mouse oh they're Modest so Mouse. good dude. so good <laughs> you look at how many albums they have they have like 30 albums and yeah. there's at least two or three good songs on every one of them some of them are just phenomenal both albums pull it through so I'll finish off with Modest Mouse sweet well, uh, so I'll go. I have two other ones on my list. I was really hoping to get my Chemical Romance, man. I was taking it. Just really hoping to get brand new, but here we are. Brand new right there. I probably could have, I don't know, man. I probably could have got Hawthorne. Yeah, I don't know if you would have went Hawthorne Heights either, though, but I was like, I got to get my guys. Anyways, my next two, my last two that I had on my list were Census Fail and Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. So those Ooh, were my last Red. two that I had. So. Do you remember when that album came out, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus? Yep. Just, I remember I was just driving, <laughs> making an excuse to drive so I could listen to it. Yeah, that's what I used to do back in the day. If you were sad, you didn't. This is before I started drinking heavily. I would just jump in the car, roll the windows down. It's like 30 degrees outside or 40 degrees outside, and I'm going 75 on the freeway or streets. Yeah, listen to emo music full board. That's that's, that's my jam, dude. Like, that was my therapy. I still do that. Christine's like, your hearing's gonna go out. I was like, that's fine. Still, yeah, I, I, don't. I still do that too. Like I'm like, oh, I'm I'm in like a down mood or something like that. Like I would just leave the house. I'm like, I'm I'm going for a drive, and I just drive for like two three hours. It's, especially during the winter time, I think it's the best because it is cold, mm -hmm. right? So I'll, I'll unroll the windows and then I'll turn the heater, heater on and face my chest, right? And we used to call that the redneck heater growing up because like all my buddies had uh, in high school had like jeeps and stuff like that, so they always they always had a top down. So. We would roll top down or whatever like that, heater on, blast, so your body's warm, you feel the coldness on your face and your arm, and it's just, it's super liberating, it's like relaxing, and then you're just listening to people scream, you know, talking about cutting and shit like that, and it's like, oh, like, I I don't cut, and I don't want to die, but what you're talking about, and the, the actual, you know, synopsis of this entire song is me, and I relate to it, and it's like something that's just like, Oh, someone understands me or something like that, right? I don't know what it is, but I still do that shit. I'll drive to work with my windows down in the mornings, and I'll just blare it. And I'm not even in that mood, but it's like, oh, yeah, I remember doing this. That's I, I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do is to listen to sad music, windows down, cold, heater, all the way on. On my feet, too. So I do the mix where it's feet and chest, so it's yeah, like warm from the bottom up and then from the top head up, and I'm all I'm all cold my fingers are frozen because I always put my arm out the window too yeah I'm a, I always drive my arm out the window even when it's hot outside this arm is like brown this arm's like super warm. all right there's a couple of ones wanted, I, I just one last thing on it I've always wanted to drive like on the one from like Malibu or like you know like basically coming out of Santa Barbara right when you finally hit the one 
and then just drive down south and just like have the ocean right there in some convertible right like some older convertible car or something like that like from the 60s or something so you could just roll slow but then playing emo music next time you're in town let's do because i've always wanted to do that too and i have it so if you're ever in california and we have a day date to do it uh i'll probably go out there next summer so next summer all right there you go all right I had a couple of bands I wanted to shout out. Uh, Dashboard Confessionals. Oh, they're good. I used to hate on them because, like, I yeah, was like, yeah, why yeah. is a guy that pretty <laughs> thinking about getting his heart broken? <laughs> this album is gorgeous. Cover. There's no way. He's got but, the pretty Prince Junior hair on the album cover. But if you put the looks aside, uh, I'm assuming he got cheated on. Pretty people get cheated on, too. Yeah. Your hair is everywhere. Screaming infidelity. <laughs> so good. I, I didn't understand Dashboard until I got cheated on. And I was like, oh. <laughs> This is, yeah. Uh, and I also wanted to shout out Death Cab for Cutie. Yep. Uh, that's a good one. And uh, Manchester Orchestra, a band probably nobody's ever heard of, but they, they're they still making really good music. So they're more rock than emo, but they have some emo vibes in there too. I'm writing that down because I've never heard of them. I might have heard a I'll, song. So I'll, sh- I'll shoot you a couple songs. Cool. I could shoot you a playlist on Apple Music called Fall Vibes that's full of all of my favorite emo music. Oh. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Fall <lot> vibes. Of, <laughs> it's called Fall Vibes. It's got like My Chem, Coldplay, Emery, Saves the Day, all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Before we get out of here, we're going to shout out some of um, the important people that are around us. One, the 58 West King podcast that is hosted by our other manager, Tony Patriot, and here right in front of us, in front of me, in your ear hole, Matt Graham. 100 and plus episodes doing good stuff they started just last year am i am i correct started right in the covid pandemic something like that was it the covid pandemic yeah Yeah. it was it was right before the covid pandemic yeah right before and then we just kept cranking them and just cranking them out doing good stuff over there super funny i do have a how do you say that like a beef to pick or what do you call that a bone to pick with tony recently he's been doing this candid wannabe banger of the week thing at the end of the thing he just plays the song randomly but he doesn't talk about it he doesn't do anything he's just like oh yeah and then there's here's a song or something like that get off my jock tony do your own shit you're just mad because you lost to the eskimo brothers and they're like hey i need to add some flavor here something like i don't know what it is but yeah he did it in champions dynasty league the last two episodes that he did this last week's too yeah that's my thing bro come at me we will have banger of the week wars and maybe we'll sit there and do you know just keep doing it, and then we're you better pick heaters because I'm coming with the heat every third every Thursday night, and then every probably Wednesday. I don't know when I'm getting them all done, but recaps and previews are coming out. But yeah, really honestly, go check that out. It's linked down in the show notes. You have Champions Dynasty League as well, where we took four leagues, top three managers, created a dynasty league. We're in year two of that, and it is going swell. Uh, I just beat Tony in that this week as well, so Tony's having a good time. I think his mother-in-law's in town too. I don't know. So um, yeah, he he's really enjoying himself right now. I hope Charlotte does. I, I'm pretty sure Charlotte doesn't listen this long <laughs> as a joke. Charlotte had actually made the joke to me a couple weeks ago. She was like, yeah, my mom's coming to town. This is this. So uh, Anthony may be staying at your house for a couple nights. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like, he might, he might just want to go over there for a couple nights. So if he calls, you know, just let him come over, you know, stuff like that. She's super awesome. Also, we want to give a shout out to our homie Carson Oliveris. Carson Oliveris is the son of Nick Oliveris, the three penis wine in this league. Carson also stopped by and drove by Tony while he was doing his sacco punishment and yelling and calling him a bum and stuff like that. It was pretty awesome. 
but he's an avid listener of the podcast. He enjoys the podcast. So shout out to you, Carson. He actually just went to an Air Force Academy football game. He's trying to ramp up his stamina for the entire four quarters to make sure that he can go to a Cincinnati Bengals game. But his dad's over here like, yo, I don't know, because it might be cold. They have Bengals Broncos tickets for later on in the year. I'm sorry, Nick, if Carson doesn't know that yet, but he's got like two tickets. And um, so but it's going to be like freezing cold in that that time frame when the Bengals come to town. You know what, Nick? Let the kid go to the dang game. Get him some popcorn. Let him taste your beer. Uh, yeah. Anyways, what up, Carson? Thanks for listening to the podcast. Banger of the Week takes us back to 2004, in which we've already covered previously. Why did we choose this song? Uh, you know what, Matt? What were you doing in 2004? What was your life like in 2004? 2004, I was a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. I was a sophomore in high school. I was uh, playing baseball, what sitting on the bench. Oh. Second base, outfield. Nice. Uh, it's good defensively. This this uh, eye right here made hitting curveballs real hard. <laughs> I was like no, I have like no death perception in this eye, so yeah. I didn't. It's the whole thing. Um, I was also in marching band, which I excelled at. Trumpet, nice player. You know, killing killing the brass section. Um, can you play anything else besides trumpet? I can play trumpet. I can play trumpet. I can play anything brass. Any yeah. mouthpiece, trombone, tuba. No reeds. Like, no, no reeds. No. I. I tried to play sax once and I can get notes out, but I can't like, I can't crank on it. So I, I don't want to say like I'm good enough to play it. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, that's what I was doing. I think I had my first girlfriend and then hey. I, think I kissed my first girl too in my sophomore year. So 2004 wasn't bad to me. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't bad. Did she cheat on you? Uh, Probably. They all probably, probably. Yeah. Anyways, that's going to get, it just goes with the theme of what we're doing right here. Emo daddy gang. Uh, I don't know if you know daddy gang is uh don't admit to knowing what daddy gang is if you know what daddy gang is so i don't know what daddy um, gang is. uh call her daddy podcast it's my oh so, yeah 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 yeah. Everything I, called I, daddy gang. I I listened to that podcast when it first came out because i was having the bar stool and it came out and i was like oh that's cool whatever you know and i started listening to it and it's like this thing is terrible like this, i hope my daughters never turn out to like oh my god this, that shit scared the hell out of me but it was still comical it's, it's just one of those like Jersey Shore comical things and stuff like that. I stopped listening to it about a year and a half, two years ago or something like that. But uh, yeah, Emo Daddy Gang. That might be, That's going to be the episode of this, uh, the title of this episode, Emo Daddy Gang. I um, like it. Yep, there we go. So why did we pick this song? Is it because Urban Meyer feels the need to be a complete piece of shit and not traveling with his team that's 0-4 after blowing a lead on Thursday Night Football to attempt to finger blast co-eds in a local bar when his wife and kids are at home? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's because I'm playing Trey this week. Maybe it's because I feel I can't do this on my own without Christian McCaffrey. Maybe it's because CeeDee Lamb and his less than four fantasy points went to Foster High School in Richmond, Texas, and there's foster homes in Ohio as well. Who the hell knows, but we're in a mood coming out of Mercury Retrograde. Uh, I don't really know what the fuck that is, but I, it's a thing. It's a thing. Anyways, banger of the week. Ohio is for lovers by Hawthorne Heights. Love you, Matt. Love you too, Nate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Down or spin.